back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Yay! Joining us on On the Block with Stricken Bach is Andy Markowski, former Husker who played with E. Sticky. Yes, sir. Had a good career at, at the University of Nebraska. Blue-collar guy. Finished his career with 603 points, averaging five points a game, five rebounds a game, and was one of those smart-as-a-whip type of cats. He joined me as well on the academic All-Big A. See, a lot of y'all wouldn't know that. See, I ain't, I'm, I, I, well, it was actually Big 12, too. We got a chance to touch a little bit of that. A lot of people don't know. E. Stricky was not just a dumb, dumb basketball player. I, I, I joined you with that that academic all Big Eight, uh, all Big Twelve type of team. So, yeah, Andy Markowski, thank you for joining us today, man. It was awesome. Out of Ord, Nebraska, he's now the father of one of the stars, up and coming, rising Alexis Markowski, the the freshman who now just took over and had the uh, Big Ten Women's Freshman of the Week. Honors. Congratulations, Andy Markowski. Thanks for joining us on the block with Strick and Bach. Hey, Strick. Good to see you. Uh, hey, Bach. Uh, happy to uh, join. Yeah, thanks for that uh, long introduction there, Strick. And uh, yeah, you were uh, you were a very uh, cerebral player and, and a good student. And uh, and I got the brains and my daughter got the ability, obviously, in our family. So uh, it's, it's been excited to uh, and she, she's a smart kid, too, but uh, obviously a lot better player than I was. Awesome, man. So, yeah, so we'll start with the men's program. We want to get to the women. We want to give them their, their just due. They're doing a wonderful job this year, off to a great start. Um, came up a little short against Iowa, but they they still have some promise still left in them as a young and up-and-coming team and making some noise in the Big Ten. Uh, so with regards to your starts to the men, men's program, you've been around now in Lincoln for quite a while. Uh, you're doing some wonderful things there at Lincoln Pius X as well, which we'll get into. But what are your thoughts on the men's team this year? And, and what do you think there are some things that need to need to change with regards to the culture uh, compared to what it was like when we played and the things that we experienced in, in the success that we had there in Nebraska? Yeah, you know, certainly I, I thought going into the year, Strick, uh, there was uh, a, you know, a level of expectation that, that hadn't be, been there. You know, you looked at the recruiting, um, you know, had a few transfers. I, I thought the end of of last season, they were competitive, even though kind of COVID hit them and, you know, they were you know, playing a lot of games. I, I thought I, I saw some progress. So I was really optimistic going in with, you know, just the additions of, of McGowan's and, you know, a few of the returning players and, you know, Walker and Mann. And, and, and then you had a point guard that averaged 14 in the Pac-12, which is a, you know, a, a good basketball league. Um, and, it, you know, just hasn't, you know, hasn't meshed well. Uh, you know, there's times I, I feel since Christmas that they've improved. I mean, you look at the Ohio State game, you look at the Illinois game. Um, you know, I think Fred has, uh you know, ask them to, to maybe, you know, play a little tighter with the basketball shot selection, you know, loose turnovers. I, I thought they've made some progress, but, you know, their margin is still so small in, in terms of winning in that league. Um, they, they still make too many mistakes. You know, they, they, they fail to make some gritty plays at times when they need to. And, you know, the Big Ten is, is like the Big 12 when, when we played, right? I mean, you, you just don't go into league games – and, and win w- without doing a lot of little things right. And, and they just uh, have, have really struggled. You know, they're shooting the ball better, uh, which has given them a you know, better chance. I think last night they're 6-12. Um, but, but still, just, you know, they're missing, 
you know, I, I think some elite size, you know, Walker is, is holding his own inside, but, but he, he's not big 10, you know, to, to ask him to go guard the, the, the size in the big 10 is asking a lot. And, and, you know, to your point on culture, I just don't know if, if Fred has them all there to win for Nebraska. I still think there's some, you know, guys that are there, maybe there for their own or, or their own, you know, development aspirations that they weren't getting at the school they transferred to. And, and when you're not in lockstep, uh, at, at this level, you know, you're going to lose. And, and that's what they've done up to this point. Well, Buck, kinda, you got a question? Yeah, it, it's just kind of interesting because, you know, I, I think at times it's easy as a Nebraska fan or a fan base to kind of go back to the old Nebraska's never been good at basketball. But you guys played in an era where you were, and there was that kind of expectation for Nebraska basketball to win and win at a high level. Um, how, how do you think that you can build that culture back into place since it's just been so long um, that there's been those type of expectations at Nebraska? Yeah, I, I've never bought into that. I, I, I think that's always been an excuse that, you know, you can't win. There's not a recruiting base. You know, with the Big Ten Network and, and, and kids travel nationally, you can go get talent wherever. I mean, there's been enough talent in state, you know, if you can retain a few of those kids. You know, so it really comes down to making sure we have the right leader in place. And, you know, I, I, I was a big advocate of, of Fred's. I, I thought it was a great hire. Um, I, you know, I, I still think, um, you know, potentially with some changes or maybe maybe adding some some players that are willing to take on some roles, um, you know, you, you can you can flip. Uh, you know, basketball with just a couple players and a couple small changes here and there. But, you know, watch Texas Tech, right? I mean, have you ever been to Lubbock? Like, if, if you can win at Texas Tech and they upset number one Baylor, you can win at Nebraska with the right the right pieces. You know, Strick was a part of a big eight title. Uh, we were part of an NIT uh, championship. We, you know, I was a part of a tournament team. I think Strick was a part of, of three um, you know, we won in the nineties. Um, you, you can win again. And the facilities have all been upgraded. Everything that, uh, we had in, in the mid nineties, it's three times as nice as it was then with PBA and Hendricks and what they're doing for student athletes. So, you know, I, I, I don't know what direction they go. I, I think the program's at a crossroads. Um, uh, I think we're gonna learn a lot if Fred wants to be here. Um, if Fred wants to turn this around, if the players want to be here, uh, which players want to be here. Um, I think over the next 60 days, you're going to learn a lot about uh, whether or not they can they can make the right changes to get this going in the right direction. Because, you know, they're at Purdue next, right? That schedule doesn't get any easier. Um, there, it's not like you show up and you got Savannah State next weekend where you know you're going to win. They, they, wins are going to be hard for this group. Losing's hard. Nobody likes to lose, and and losing's going to going to add a lot of adversity to this group. So I I, I do think we're in no more in 45 days on the direction of the program. Yes, and let's transition to the women's side. You know, your daughter, Alexis uh, Markowski, 6'3", forward, center, uh, out of Lincoln's Pius X. She's averaged 17 points and seven and eight rebounds in the home games against number eight Michigan and number 22 Iowa, you know, transitioning that into freshman of the week honors uh, three times now. Um, One of the things about Alexis, you know what I'm saying, she started off with – you know, kind of slow, you know, trying to feel her way, trying to, you know, understand what, what was needed and what was wanted. She um, just now really taking over the starting role there. And after that slow start, she's finding herself in the starting lineup. What What is it like to see your daughter experiencing that kind of a success so early in her career at Nebraska when she didn't initially choose Nebraska, but decided to stay home? 
Yeah, Strick, it's been really fun. I mean, Lexus uh, has been a great kid, had a great high school career. Um, you know, he's a great teammate, uh, first and foremost. So I've really enjoyed the culture that Amy Williams has created. Um, you know, Lexus went in there um, and was welcomed. Uh, there's, you know, returning players. There's two returning starters on the front line. So, you know, Lexus knew, you know, that, that her, her role was going to go and practice hard and, and find ways to help the team win. And, you know, as we talk about what's wrong with the men, the, the women have a pretty good blueprint. I, I think they're they're very unselfish. Um, they really like each other. They're, there's a connectivity to the group, and, and you can see that with the energy and the unselfishness that they play with. You have a nice mix of a transfer and Jazz Shelley from Oregon that really felt a, filled a need in terms of going to the point guard position, which moved Haby to the off guard. Um, you know, Alexis, uh, along with Weedner and Coley, were, were freshmen that were a top 25 class. They've come in and, and contributed. Weedner and Alexis are local kids, so that, you know, she, Alexis has had a blast playing, you know, at PA, PBA in front of her fan, uh, fans and family. You know, so really all that has a line, but, you know, Alexis, you know, feels good about her choice. Uh, she's very passionate about Nebraska. She wants Nebraska to, to win and play well. She has that you know, pride that I had. And, and obviously that, you know, UNL is an important uh, part of, of my history and, and now it's becoming an important piece of hers. So it's, it's been, you know, really fun to see her hard work pay off, but more importantly, it's been fun to watch a really good team, uh, you know, get off to a really great start. And, and uh, you know, they're a borderline 20, top 25 team, which, you know, this program hasn't been ranked in a long time. So uh, exciting, but the, the season's only halfway home here, Strick. We got a long ways to go. One more question before uh, I let Bach jump in here, and then then uh, we won't hold you too much longer. So after you playing at a high level in the Division One collegiate ball, one of the things we want to do here on, on the block with Strick and Bach is we want to put our eyes, and we want to raise uh, our eyes to the girls and the success that they're having. We're we're, we're ecstatic about what they're doing and the and, – and the, the way that they're playing the game. So you being now a father of, of uh, a wonderful up and coming player, what are your thoughts about the differences in the men's game and the women's game today? Um, what are some of the things that you see? Um, because the women, some of the, you know, women I, I've observed, they have great high level skills. And so I wanted to get your thoughts on that because you also yeah. train players as well. Well, yeah, I, I coached, yeah, I left, left as a player and then coached, you know, college men's basketball for seven years. And, and then uh, Lexus is our oldest. I, I have three daughters. So I kind of jumped into to girls basketball, um, you know, when Lexus was a fourth grader. So I, I've had a chance to be on the girls side more than the boys side here uh, of the last decade. And, you know, girls basketball has, has really made a lot of progress um, from a skill level standpoint. They can really shoot it. They can really pass it. Um, you know, they're, they're probably more cerebral because they, they can't make up for mistakes with their athleticism. So they're constantly kind of a play ahead. Um, but if, if you watch that Iowa game on Sunday, I mean, you were surprised when the other team missed. I mean, that's the, you know, it was 94 to, or 96 to, to 86. I mean, you know, that, that level of scoring would be a high scoring game for men. So, you know, really the, the difference is, you know, Girls basketball, you got to block out and, and, and rebound in your space where, where men have the ability to go and, you know, attack the basketball off the rim. So that, that's one of the major differences. And then the second is that you know, the game is played below the rim uh, versus above the rim. So girls have to have ability to, to, to finish at different angles um, and then more importantly, make shots because you're, you just can't get to the rim and, and score all the time in women's basketball. So I, I actually think 
girls are probably more skilled uh, cumulatively than than boys. Um, but yet, you know, the, the boys is a little faster paced. But I, I encourage people to go watch this Nebraska women's team. Um, they, they just do a lot of things uh, right. And the energy and passion they play with is, you know, I think what basketball is. It's being connected, playing for each other getting on the floor for loose balls, creating extra possessions, and, and then scoring the basketball at a high clip. So, you know, I, I still enjoy, you know, men's basketball. I, I watch a lot at home. I've got a young son, um, but I've really grown. Uh, the women's game have put a lot of time into it and have really enjoyed where it's come for uh, over the last 10 years. And if you missed it too, Alexis Markowski was named Freshman of the Week by the U.S. Basketball Writers Association today. So congratulations to, to her and the Markowski family overall. I did want to ask you this off the text line uh, because we like to get our fans involved too. Uh, someone wants to know if you remember shattering the backboard when State Super Shooters was in Ord. Uh, do you remember, did you have some shattering the backboard moments? Yeah, that, that was one of uh, a tough life lesson. So I uh, I, I did uh, shatter a backboard. Um, I did not handle that well. I kind of disappeared just trying to hide, but there, there wasn't a lot of people that could dunk. So I was quickly uh, suspected of that, and it actually cost me $500. So oh, no. The, uh, the, the, they family, charged you? Yeah, so my family's insurance deductible was $500. So my I had to, to, to go out and, and earn $500 to pay to the high school in order for our insurance to cover it. So first life lesson uh, was to, uh, when you screw up, there's usually consequences to it. So that, I don't know who was there. That was a long time ago, probably 1989 or 90. So whoever was there, good question. But yeah, I, uh, I tried to save the glass because I strict you probably have done it, but I had you know, like cuts on my back. It, it was not a fun experience. So. Yeah. <laughs> Last question, Andy, before we let you go, we appreciate you for joining us on, on the block with Stricken Bach. And it's Andy Markowski we're talking to right now. So after your, your, your time, uh, I mean, now you're coaching. So you're spending some time with some of the youth and some of the up-and-coming players. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you're trying to do to help the youth um, become better and to become – uh, some of the best players out of the state of Nebraska and hopefully to lead to a pipeline of where we can have much success there at Nebraska for years to come. Yeah. You know, th th there's a lot that goes into it. You know, I, I, I was given a gift as a, as a good basketball player, tall, had an opportunity to, to play coach at a high level. So, you know, I wanted to give that back, but strict really, um, I want to teach them the pace that you have to play with, right, to be successful. I think that's where high school kids and then they get into college, they don't understand, you know, A, how hard you got to play, how hard you got to drill, you know, just just in general, the pace that is involved. And, you know, you went at a whole nother level, right? So, you you know, you, you saw that jump from college to the NBA. So just better, you know, preparing our athletes to, to go into a class A or class B high school, be ready for the pace at a young age and in college and, you know, really fortunate Lexus uh, was ready to go. I mean, she said that from day one, that the, the practice structure and the pace was not a surprise to her. Uh, Grace Cave is another player that I had for, for six years. She's a starting point guard at UNO right now as a freshman. So, you know, feel really good that, you know, if you can just put them in an environment with like-minded kids, you know, they, they need to shoot and ball handle and learn different finishes and all that is important. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of trainers spending time with kids, which is great. But the reality of it is, 
you know, they've got to be tough and they, they have to understand the environment that they're going into is, is, is really going to be fast and difficult. And, and that's where I've spent a lot of my time and getting them prepped. He's Andy Markowski. Andy, thank you for joining us on On the Block with Stricken Bach. We appreciate your time and we will continue to watch the women's success in Alexis and hopefully that they will be able to jump into the NCAA tournament. Thanks for joining us once again, my friend. Awesome show, guys. Thanks, Bach. Thanks, Greg. Good seeing you guys. All right. We'll be back right after this. Uh, on the block with Stricken Block.